0: It is Wednesday, December twentieth. I'm Scott Edinburgh,
1: and I'm AJ Hoffman. John Morant back with a vengeance, and who needs Frank Harris anyway? Here comes the Vegas Truth. This is straight out of Vegas.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas
1: lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day UTSA covers against Marshall, even though Frank Harris lied to us all. John Morant with the buzzer beater in his first game back from
0: suspension. Grizzlies beat the Pelicans. And Aaron Rodgers. Get some sense in his head. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? Well, let's talk about the NFL, because I do think there's a couple of interesting news and notes around the league as we prepare for week 16. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers did go on Pat McAfee show and say that nah, it's, it's he's not going to play this year. He finally concedes he's not going to play this year. Thank you. The, the exact quote was if he was 100 percent healthy, he would push to play. Uh, I don't think this is like I know we debated this with RJ, you know, Monday night when we did the um, the the recap pod. But honestly, it's like, uh, how could we ever expect this guy to have played? I know. uh, I guess, yes, it would have been a nice story, but there's absolutely no reason for him to ever consider
1: playing. There's here's the reasoning is like even if they if the doctors cleared him and said, hey, you're good enough to go out there and try it. It doesn't mean you're 100% healthy. And at Aaron Rodgers' age and the investment, the financial investment that the Jets have in Aaron Rodgers next year, what sense does it make to put him out there if he's not 100%? And the fact is there's no way he could be 100% this far out from an Achilles surgery. It's just it's – just, it's never been done. Um, so I, this is the right move. This was the right move all along. It's crazy that we ever thought there was some, uh, you know, a a different option. This was it. This is what he had to do was, and it's nice that he would like, maybe he was trying to push his teammates and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. maybe you, you get us close. Maybe I can get back and get us over that line. Well, they couldn't get him close. So there's no line to get over. The line is get all the way healthy, come back next year. And let's see what we can do. Rogers also said that he intends to play
0: beyond just next season. So uh, that's got to make the Jets feel good, at least for now. And also, he gave a vote of confidence to the leadership when, when asked about, you know, the status of Robert Sala and their general manager, Joe Douglas. He, he said, quote, I believe in the leadership we have here, end quote. So uh, is that the same right. leadership
1: that was uh, letting things leak? And you yes, know, it, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Things but, that, you know, that good organizations don't do. Oh, but he's, he's got faith in him. He's towing the company line, is what he's doing.
0: Speaking of line, that's something that the Jets will have to fix the offensive line oh if they boy. want Aaron Rodgers to even see next season on the field.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the other thing we talked about on Monday. Is it's one thing to put Aaron Rodgers out there; it's another to put him out there behind this offensive line that is just not not up to standard. Not yeah. not an NFL offensive line right now. So uh they they've, they've got to get that fixed before you put him out there and risk his long-term health. So listen, it was a it was a swing and a miss for the Jets this season. It, the, the fact that they did as much as they did is impressive without Aaron Rodgers. It it wasn't always pretty, but it, it's it's about what we expected this team to be if they didn't have him. Mm-hmm. And they they looked a lot like they looked last year, like a a pretty solid team that didn't have a quarterback. Yep. Except this it, the difference between that, that team last year and this team is they got their hopes up Mm -hmm. and fans got their hopes up. And it it just felt like all the air was let out of the balloon. And it was, it's hard to recover from that. Absolutely. Uh, The biggest story in New York
0: yesterday was Tommy DeVito and his appearance at a local pizzeria because uh, a local pizzeria in Morristown, Jersey tweeted out uh, how, or they posted on Instagram, wherever that DeVito was supposed to make an appearance Yesterday, but they canceled it because after the win over the Packers, his agent doubled the fee to twenty thousand dollars for him to make an appearance there. Now, there's been conflicting reports. It's a kind of a he said, she said thing. But uh, DeVito just decided to go anyway with no appearance fee and showed up to the pizzeria yesterday to make, to make good
1: to make good. Yes. What a guy, a man of the people. I mean, now if DeVito had gotten crushed on Sunday or hadn't gotten crushed on Sunday, do you think that's the same case? Like if no, if he'd fee, led the job.: ju- that, that fee goes up
0: to 30k. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think the agent made a mistake trying to double the fee after his worst showing. That that was the big error.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um quarterback news is going around the NFL. Uh, In Atlanta, they're going to start Taylor Heineke benching Desmond Ritter for the second time this season, AJ. And their owner, Arthur Smith, had to, you know, uh, Arthur Blank, excuse me, was talking about the head coach, Arthur Smith, as far as like his job safety. And he said, well, we're going to see where we are when the season ends. So I guess that means that Arthur Smith will not be
1: fired in the next three weeks, but probably after that. It's like we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I mean, technically they're still in the playoff hunt. So you hate to fire a coach while they've still got a chance to make the playoffs. It does it seem unlikely? Of course it does. But I mean, you, you want to give that guy a chance. And if they're able to make the playoffs, you reconsider. But uh as it stands right now, this this team feels feels very dead in the water. And given the state of this division coming in and especially if you told me the Saints were going to be as bad as I think the Saints are, the, for the Falcons not to win this division is just it's, – it's, it, I'm incredulous at it. Like they, they, there's no way they shouldn't have won this division. If you told me Derek Carr was going to be as bad as he's been, you've got no excuse.
0: Well, the Falcons are one-point favorites at home over the Colts with Taylor Heineke at quarterback coming up this Sunday. Elsewhere, it looks like the Texans will be without C.J. Stroud once again when they host the Browns on Sunday. Currently, Houston a a two-and-a-half-point dog, and uh, it'll likely, I guess, assume be Case Keenum for the second
1: straight week, AJ. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. So, at the beginning of the year, it was like, ooh, C.J. Stroud versus Deshaun Watson. Big, big matchup Mm. for the city of Houston, and now it's Case Keenum and Joe Flacco. Just what everybody wanted to see. Uh, but the game matters. It matters a lot to both these teams. And uh, C.J. Stroud, you worry a little. Concussion missing the second week. That means this was a pretty serious uh, blow. The fact that he's still not able to play is a little bit worrisome. And you know, given where the Texans are in the standings, if they could play, if he could play, they, he'd be out there. So there, there is some concern there for C.J. Stroud. But um, – yeah, I, I, Case Keenum, he's got, he's got to be better than he was last week. I know they got the win last week, but boy, there was, there was some times where it was like, oh, man, Case Keenum looks rough. And against the Cleveland Browns defense, it's going to be tough, man. So uh, it's, it's a really important game, and we've got what we've got. We've got backup third-string quarterbacks, fourth-string quarterbacks, guys they found on the couch, whatever it is, that's what we've got on Sunday, and it's a game that means something to both teams.
0: And the Texans did sign Tim Boyle to their practice squad. Oh, so Boyle, that's terrible. not out of work for long. Currently, the odds in the AFC South, the Jaguars are minus 130. Colts and Texans both at
1: plus 270. Welp, it didn't really matter. In the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, we saw a lot of of line movement right before the game started and there was real concern for me personally as someone who uh, played UTSA at minus nine early in the process I said that number can't be right and it it wasn't Uh, but it would have been right had Frank Harris played like everyone seemed to think he would Frank Harris the I think seventh year quarterback for UTSA uh, made everyone believe he was good to go he apparently hurt his shoulder in the two lane game the last game of the regular season and was unable to play and this is a guy who's had multiple surgeries over his years in college football but it didn't prevent him from sitting at a table yesterday and saying i can't wait to be out there on the field one last time with my brothers and convincing everyone he was going to play then the market plunges today all the way down. I, I want to say it closed around 6.5 or 7 uh, from 13.5 is the, the peak. So just a massive drop in this game. And it ends up not mattering. UTSA gets a 35-17 win in the Frisco Bowl uh, over Marshall and – oh, I'm sorry, the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. <laughs> and Owen McCown, the son of Josh McCown, 251 yards on 22 of 31 passing, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he outperforms the other quarterback's son, Cole Pennington, 15 of 33, 258 yards. No touchdowns and no picks, but really the the neckbreaker was on uh, the one play. Cole Pennington got knocked out of the game, and the fourth-string quarterback for Marshall comes in, throws one pass, and it's a pick, and it leads to the, the game ceiling, the cover ceiling, UTSA touchdown 35-17 UTSA win so all for not all the worrying all the complaining I did was for not but it does we talked about this a little on the college football pod it does bring us back to there's gotta I mean we have to have some sort of standard for Mm -hmm. what's okay what's not how 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 much are these guys allowed to just lie to us is what it feels like feels like it was like I was misled about who was going to play in this game
0: absolutely and it's so hard with bowl season because you know these these games don't mean anything unless we're talking about the college football playoff and so motivation plays a huge factor but when you have a kid that goes on a press conference and announces that he, he can't wait to play and then all of a sudden you find out before the game he's not playing like that, that's disgusting, and, and and the market is going haywire. I mean, you could read the tea leaves like early, you know, because information gets out there. So yeah. if you just monitor the market, you saw earlier in the day this the spread start dropping and dropping and dropping, and that should have been your indication that somebody was going to be missing for uh, UTSA. Now it wound up not mattering, right? They they won and covered anyway, but it's still it's still crazy the, with these opt-outs and and sometimes you have a kid that opts in, plays a couple of series, and then he comes out of the locker room in street clothes and doesn't play the rest of the game.
1: But here's where the question comes in is it, where where is the value? Is it in waiting until the last minute till you know every single detail about what's gonna happen? I would and say making so, yeah. your wager I, then I would
0: I would say forget about closing line value because it changes too much with all this uncertainty. And you cannot place a bet until you find out exactly who's playing in this game. But like I even said before, sometimes you have a guy that suits up and then he only plays the first quarter and then he's out for the rest of the game. So it's very, very difficult to trust. You just have to go on what information you have at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's tough to go from having nice positive CLV to like just watching it all vanish and then ending up with a bad number. Very tough to deal with. No bowl games today. We're going to take the day off. And we're going to come back tomorrow with the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Syracuse and South Florida. I can't wait to get into this game with you, Scott. Uh, I know you're excited about Syracuse football. I know we said Kyle McCord stinks all year long, but now he's, he's at Syracuse, so he's got he's to get good now, is my guess. But we'll talk about that game tomorrow as we do get, it looks like our last day off from uh from bowl games it's a non-sunday mm-hmm. uh, at least for quite a while
0: yep and for a full breakdown of the bowl s- schedule for this coming weekend just head to rj bell's dream preview podcast feed download the college football dream preview where aj and i went through all the games for the rest of this week this weekend leading up until next tuesday this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. help I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality John Morant made his season debut for the Grizzlies after serving his 25-game suspension, and boy, did Memphis need him! They were six and 19 during the 25 Yeesh. games without him, and last night, Morant with the buzzer beater helping the Grizzlies edge the Pelicans 115 to 113. AJ, he had the most points for a player coming back from an absence of at least 20 five games he had 34 points last night in his season debut
1: yeah very impressive and uh listen this is uh, this was a, a long time away from the game for John Morant you could tell watching him play last night that this dude hadn't been sitting around on the couch he has clearly been putting in some effort he looks in great shape I, it may, I mean, 6-19 is such a hole to dig out of. We've seen this Grizzlies team has been bad. There's no Steven Adams, no John Moran. It's been a rough time for them. Uh, I, I don't know that they can recover enough to, like, make themselves a playoff team, but he certainly gives them a, an added dimension, makes them a much more dangerous squad.
0: The Spurs lose once again. Bucks winning 132-119. No Victor Wembanyama for the Spurs, but A.J., they cover the big number. Game closed at 16 and a half. And let me do the math here. So 132, 119, like, uh, yeah, that's a cover, AJ.
1: It's like I said yesterday, I, I I wanted to back the bucks until you told me when Binyama's out. And I said, oh, the market is going to react more than they should. Uh, so there will be some value on San Antonio. I didn't have the balls to bet it because it's San Antonio against the Bucks. Um, but yeah, that's what it boiled down to was I I think that the the move was too much and and the Spurs were able to hang around with him. This is I mean, the Spurs team is pretty bad, but uh I, I think that Wimbenyama his he has not been as good as the market expected, and mm-hmm. they're still treating him like he is, you know, th- that type of a guy. I just don't think that he is couple of dogs with outright wins as the Warriors defeat the Celtics in
0: overtime, 132-126. Steph Curry scored 33 points. And the Blazers, as 7.5-point home dogs, stun the Suns outright, 109-104. Let's take a look at the schedule for tonight in the association. The Jazz are at the Cavs. Cleveland, the 6.5-point favorite. Hornets are at the Pacers. Indy, 10.5-point favorites. Total, AJ, 248.5.
1: Two forty-eight and a half feels feels a little low for a Pacers game. <laughs> as I keep saying, it. I, it seems like it works every time, right?
0: Yep, the Heat are at the Magic, Orlando, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Timberwolves at the Sixers, Philly, minus three-and-a-half. Knicks are at the Nets, and the Knicks are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Nuggets visit the Raptors, Denver, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Lakers at the Bulls, Lakers laying four-and-a-half on the road. Hawks are at the Rockets, Houston, minus three-and-a-half. Clippers visit the Mavericks, L.A., three-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Celtics continue their road trip. They are at the Kings, Sacramento a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So do we think the Celtics lose back-to-back games?
1: I, I was going to say, that, I mean, it feels like that was a tough loss last night at Golden State. Now they've got a, a short travel from Golden State to Sacramento, obviously. But, I mean, that, that's, uh, it, you, this is a team that struggled on the road this year, going to a team that's very good at home. I think I lean the, I, I lean the Kings here with the Celtics on their, uh, their second leg of a back-to-back. College hoops last night. Scott, the system prevails again number 22 virginia a three and a half point two and a half point depending on when you got the number uh dog to memphis number 23 memphis the lower ranked team gets the win gets to cover memphis 77 virginia 54 so chalk up another one for the system
0: now for james madison of
1: yeah, yeah, it's impressive, James. And, it, and we go back to last year, too. I mean, it's not like this is something brand new. Mm-hmm. This is something that's worked the last couple of years. Uh, James Madison, 87-48 to 48 win against Coppin State as they remain unbeaten. Number 25, Ole Miss, also remains unbeaten with a 74-53 win and cover against Troy. And number 6, Marquette. I mentioned how this was a tough spot for them going on the road in the Big East opener. They get blown out at Providence, 72 57. Providence moves to 10 and 2. Let's move to tonight's games. And boy, we've got a nice slate for you tonight, including a couple of system plays. Let's start with those. Number 21, Duke, a one and a half point favorite over Baylor. This game played at a neutral in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I backed Baylor last week and, and got thumped. Uh, I, I thought that, man, I was like, how much can it really matter? Baylor's playing so well. Baylor just got dominated. and it, But I do feel like this is a Duke team, may not be able to turn them over. This should be a good bounce-back spot for Baylor, in my opinion. But I'm a little weary of playing against the system. And number seven, Oklahoma against number 11, North Carolina, the lower-ranked UNC, minus two-and-a-half. This is at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it's a neutral but not really a neutral neutral Oklahoma unbeaten on the season at 10 and Oh elsewhere in the top 25. Look at the big East number five Yukon in the same position. Marquette was last night going on the road for their big East opener, Connecticut, nine and a half point favorites at Seton hall Villanova going on the road, seven and a half point dogs at number 12 Creighton. We've got Jackson state at Gonzaga no line up yet as that will be on the extra board and Arizona minus seven and a half on a neutral, not really a neutral though, because it's the footprint center in Phoenix, Arizona against Alabama. So Arizona minus seven and a half against Alabama. Well, AJ, I thought the firing of the coach would lead to
0: a boost for the Ottawa senators as it has for the other teams who fired their coach this year. And, You know, through one period, it looked like that was exactly the case as Ottawa took a 3-0 lead over the Coyotes after the first period. And then after the second period, it was still a 3-1 Senators lead. And then in the third period, Arizona scores three unanswered goals to rally from behind and beat the Senators 4-3. So, new coach, same result, 4-3, Coyotes beat the Senators. Uh, Another upset last night as the Blackhawks stunned the avalanche Three to two, so a good win for Chicago. Uh, the Islanders winning as dogs, beating the oilers on their home ice on uh, on Long Island. Three to one. It was the Canucks over the Predators. Five 2 hurricanes doubled up our golden Knights. Six, three yuck in overtime. The Flyers beat the Devils. Three, two was the lightning over the blues in a route. Six, one Rangers got revenge from when the Maple Leafs came into Madison square garden and put up a big number on them. Rangers score five in Toronto and beat the Leafs. Five, two. Speaking of a big number, Blue Jackets scored nine goals last night as they beat the Sabres 9-4. That's a lot, a lot of goals. Uh, In overtime, the Wild, the 4-3 win over the Bruins and the Kings beat the Sharks. So let's take a look at what we have on the ice tonight. It's just a small three-game slate. It's the Islanders at the Capitals, and that's part of your nationally televised TNT doubleheader. So the second of a back-to-back. For the Islanders, capital small favorites minus 120 or so. Red Wings are at the Jets and Winnipeg, a minus 155 favorite. And the Kings, who are playing the second of a back to back, will host the Kraken and LA minus 180. Total of six right now between those two teams. Well, in the spirit of the Christmas holiday coming up uh, this weekend, we have a great deal for you at pregame.com. So, If you use the promo code SANTA20, SANTA20 will save you 20% off any purchase at Pregame.com, and that includes the 2024 all-access from your favorite Pregame Pro. So you get every pick for the entire calendar year of 2024 from your pro of choice on Pregame.com, and you can take 20% off that purchase using the promo code SANTA20. As a bonus with your purchase, you'll get the remainder of this month, For free. Included. So that's a big holiday weekend this weekend. Obviously, the bowl season, NBA, NHL, the NBA on Christmas Day, all that stuff. So choose your favorite pregame pro, take 20% off their 2024 all access. Get the rest of this month included. Use the promo code SANTA20. You could also use that promo code on any purchase at pregame.com to get 20% off. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.